Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. Oftentimes, the outcome we are looking for has potentially 15 different roads that we can walk down to get to it. And this is what stresses people out because they're like, Rach, there's so many ways that I can get from here to there that I get stuck in not knowing which road is the right road. And so I try nothing. You just stay here going, well, should I try and get healthy by signing up for a half marathon? Should I try and get healthy by getting a gym membership? Should I try and get healthy with a nutritionist? Should I try literally anything? Try anything. Try something. Try everything. Just make a move. I cannot stress this to you guys enough that you have to start moving if you want momentum in any direction. You have to make a decision. You have to do something. Doing something in the direction that you want ahead is always the right choice. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Greetings from the shit show, if I'm being honest. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take a little video of <laughs> what my studio looks like right now. I just, it is absolute chaos. And there we are. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can check it out. It's just, it's a nightmare. It's crazy. But we're making it work. The 
house next door has decided to do some construction today, so I'm hoping that this isn't getting through in your audio. If you're watching on YouTube, you get the full visual of all of the chaos, but I am coming to you. I am coming to you for the first time ever doing a solo episode in the new podcast studio in Los Angeles, and I'm making it work. I'm making it work barely, not not with finesse, not necessarily with grace, but we're getting it done because it's time to record a new episode of the show, and my friend and yours, Jack, can't get here till tomorrow to set it up for me, so until then, I'm just kind of proud of myself because I did know enough to get this really uh, embarrassing setup going on. But you know what? The audio is working. We got some kind of video for you guys if you want to watch it on YouTube and we're here together. So that's got to count for something. So what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about how to make big decisions. This one is straight from feedback from y'all because last week I put out an episode, if you haven't listened to it, I put out an episode explaining that I was moving my family back to California where I'm originally from, where the kids were born, where I was born, where our family is, where a lot of my dearest friends are. I made the decision to move back and if you want to go listen to that episode, you can. But this is the second time I've made a big move with my family. The first time was when I decided to move from here to Austin, Texas. The second time was making the decision to move back. And what I get in response to that is a lot of people asking a lot of questions about how I made such a big decision. How do you decide to do something that big? How do you make a big decision like this when it potentially affects your children, your family, your work, all of this stuff. Like, how do you make a choice like that? And then I get a lot of feedback from people who say, I can't even figure out whether or not I should get bangs. Like, how do you decide to move? Or how do you decide to start your own business? Or how do you decide to become a foster parent? All of which are things I have done. Massive life decisions that take a fair amount of question and research and prayer and intentionality. And I've done it a lot. I actually think this is probably one of my great skills is I am very decisive. I make decisions quickly. I go all in. I stick with it. And it continues to work out. And so when I got a lot of these questions from people saying like, hey, how do you do this? How do you figure it out? I was like, oh my gosh, okay, you guys, I got you. This is an area that I feel like I've got some good ideas in. Before we get into ideas for how to make better decisions, quicker decisions, be more decisive, have more confidence in the path that you are walking, I would just love to have you marinate in something. It would be very easy to listen to this episode and think, oh, well, I'll consider some of the things she's saying, but I don't really have anything in my life that I need to make a big decision on. So maybe you're taking some ideas and you're like, I'm going to stick these on the back burner for the day that I do need to make a big choice. But I would love to challenge you right now 
that if you are not currently living your best life, or if you are not currently making strides in the direction of what you believe your best life to be, then you actually do have a big decision to make. See, I think that any time that our life has stalled out, has gotten really difficult, we're sort of living in that tension and we've established this comfort zone that's not really that comfortable because we just kind of keep staying in the same spot of stagnation. Whenever we find ourselves in that space, it's really easy to stay stuck because even if it's hard, even if you're not really making strides, even if you don't feel that great, you don't really have the vitality that you're looking for, at least it's a discomfort that you know, right? We will stay in those places of stuck for years and years and years because at least we know what this feels like. And most people will stay stuck simply because they're afraid of making the wrong choice. The fear of making the wrong choice will keep people in situations and circumstances and relationships and jobs for years and years and years longer than they should be because they're like, well, at least this is a crap pile that I know. I'm familiar with what this is. I know how to navigate. I know how to keep my head above water in this current. So we establish this fear that if we were to make a choice, that somehow we would make things worse. So what I would love for you to consider right here at the top is that if you find yourself in a comfort zone, if you find yourself in stagnation, if you're not currently making strides in the direction of the person that you want to become, then you are one great decision away from everything changing. You're literally one decision away from everything in your life changing for the better. And that decision could be, I'm going to lace up my sneakers and go on a long walk and just move my body, right? That decision could be, I'm going to call and have this hard conversation. That decision could be, I'm going to quit my job. I don't know what the decision is that you need to make, but I am positive that if you don't feel like you're currently making strides, it's because you're not currently making decisions. When we're considering how to make a big decision, frankly, how to make any decision at all, here are some things I would love for you to consider. The first thing I want you to think about as you're debating what you should do is that it is fear that is holding you here. Fear is keeping you in this place. You maybe have heard me say before that really all emotions boil down to two things, love and fear. And fear will hold you hostage. Fear will keep you right where you are. The fear of making the wrong decision keeps you from making any decision at all. I would love to throw a curveball into you trying to figure out the right choice. And if you guys can't see me, I'm doing air quotes because here's the curveball. I don't think there is ever a perfect answer. 
I think that we make the very best decision that we can with the information that we have right now. And oftentimes we will obsess over choices we've made in the past that maybe didn't work out the way we wanted them to. But even in that choice, it was still the best you could do at that time. If you had had more information, if you had had more foresight, if you had had more ideas, more resources, more money, more experience, more any of it, if you had had those things, you would have chosen differently. So obsessing over a past mistake is missing the entire point. And the entire point was that that all unfolded exactly as it was meant to because that's what needed to happen in order for you to learn the lesson you needed to learn. I think that the universe will continue to serve us up with the same lessons again and again and again. We will get teachers again and again. That teacher will come in the form of a really crappy boss who has the same characteristics as a shitty ex-boyfriend who has the same characteristics as a friend that you should have never been friends with. If you look back over the course of your life, you will see all of these things that you thought were mistakes or all of these things that you thought were failures or were wrong or were bad were really just teachers. And the crazy thing about these teachers is that they keep getting more intense, right? If you don't learn the lesson that the universe keeps trying to help you learn, it will become more and more painful. If you can just look at any past mistake as part of the journey, if you can just accept it as what was meant to happen, if you can find the pieces of it that were for you, right? We either believe that life is happening to us or we believe that life is happening for us. And if we're going to believe that life is happening for us, it can't just be the good stuff. It's also got to be the hard stuff. It's got to be the things that go horribly wrong. But even in the pieces that go really, really wrong, I always learn. I always become a better version of myself. I feel like my compassion grows, my empathy grows, it teaches me to slow down next time, to be more intentional, to take more time, to think it through. There is not a bad choice here. In fact, I think the only bad choice is staying stagnant. We have to move forward. There's no such thing as you staying in one place. We have this illusion that we can stay, oh, I'll, I'll just like hold on right here. I'll just stay right where I am and nothing bad's gonna happen to me and I'll just stay here until I have the courage or the strength or the whatever to move forward. But we're never really staying in one place. We're either moving forward or we're sliding back. The longer that you stay in that stagnation, that sort of slow backslide, the harder it is to build the momentum to go again. So I actually would love for you to consider that there is no bad choice. Just choose something. Just choose something. Because what you are currently doing is not serving you in the way that you want it to or you wouldn't be trying to make a decision in the first place. So that's the first thing, is understand that even if you choose and it doesn't work out the way you want it to, you can just make another choice. 
it's why I didn't have fear about moving because I knew that even if we moved to Austin, Texas, and it didn't work out the way that I was hoping it would, that we could just move back or that we could just move somewhere else or that there's just another decision that you can make that will be the right choice. But I was trusting that along the way, we would be given skills and tools and friends and support and love and life experiences that we wouldn't have had if we just stayed stuck. And there were reasons that we moved to Austin, things that I thought would be healed, things that I thought would be made better that weren't. In fact, in a lot of ways, moving there, I think, was actually starting the beginning of the end of a lot of things. But it was the beginning of the end of things that needed to end. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. Guys, no two listeners of the show are exactly alike, which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either. And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal, Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. My favorite part about Texas the food. 
It is the thing I miss the absolute most. Whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex or just want to be in cities that take their food very seriously. You can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You know, if you make a decision to try and save a relationship, and then once you get there, you realize, oh, this didn't work. This actually propelled it faster. I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think that's what was meant to happen. I think that you make the best choice that you can, hoping for the best possible outcome. And if it still doesn't work, you can say, well, you know, damn, I gave it everything I had. I tried everything that I had. I gave it all. I can walk away with my head held high and my heart held high and you know, that knowledge that I did what I could. And if it still doesn't work, it wasn't meant to. But I think better to have made a choice like that than to have stayed where we were and then wondered years later, oh, well, could it have worked out? If we had tried this thing, could that have worked? I just don't want to go through life with regret. I don't want to get to the 80-year-old version of myself and think, well, I'm pretty sure I could have done that, or I'm pretty sure that I could have tried this, or I'm pretty sure that I could have enjoyed life more, or had more fun, or been a better mama. I'm pretty sure I could have had less fear. I mean, you guys know this, right? Like how many stories and videos and memes and books do we have to read about people who are in their 80s, 90s, who none of them are like, oh, I wish I had cared more what people thought. I wish I had played it more safe. They all say the same stuff. I don't know why it's so hard for us to get this now. When we know in our heart of hearts that when we're 85, we're gonna wish that we had visited Machu Picchu instead of being so terrified of leaving our hometown. We're going to wish we had taken a chance. At least I feel like I don't want to get to the end of my life and wish I had taken a chance. Which brings me to, how do you even know what choice to make? Maybe you're sitting here and you're like, girl, you called it at the beginning of this when you were saying... I'm stuck. I'm not making strides. I don't feel like I'm moving in the direction I want to. I don't know what to do, but I don't know how to figure out what to do. I thought of an idea for you guys. When I was a young author, I used to go to author conferences all the time. It was so much fun. I miss those days when I was just like young and dumb and I didn't know what I was doing and I would go with other book nerds and we were all trying to like be authors and write. It was so much fun. I can't recommend it enough. If there's anything you're trying to get into, like go to conferences about that thing. You'll meet community. You'll learn a ton. You'll get to have drinks in the bar with like new best friends. It's the best. But for me, I 
was going to author conferences and I remember going to this conference and there were breakout sessions. And in the breakout session, there was, it was something about plot, like writing a plot in a fiction book. And it was an author I really admired. And she was talking about how she figures out what to do next. And she said, when I don't know what to write next, I ask myself, what is the worst thing that I could do to this character right now? It's actually a fantastic hack for writers. It's like, okay, I don't know what else to do. What's the worst thing that could happen to this character? She falls off this cliff or she walks in and her girlfriend is cheating on her or she accidentally stabs the guy when she was trying to like do something. Like whatever it is, asking what's the worst thing that can happen can really propel the plot forward. I don't want you to ask what's the worst that can happen. I want you to ask the opposite. If you were a character in a book, if you were a character in a movie, ask yourself, what is the best thing that could happen to my character right now? In this season of your life, what's the best thing that could happen? So for instance, yes, the best thing that could happen is that that guy that plays Aquaman rings my doorbell and is like, I was in the neighborhood and I needed someone to make out with. And I'm like, okay, that would be amazing. That's not what I'm talking about in this instance. What I'm talking about is getting really quiet with yourself. Maybe you do this in a journal, maybe it's a meditation or some prayer, but you ask yourself, what's something that like I really am craving right now? I really need in this season. What's something that I really would love to have? And what is, if this was a book of my life and like fairy godmother came and she changed everything, what's one thing that would be like the best thing that could happen to my character? So for me, I think of things like maybe it's the best thing that could happen to you is that you get a brand new job. Maybe you love what you do, but you really don't like the company that you do it for. Or maybe you love your company, but you don't love your boss. So you're like, well, I want to stay at this company, but I would really love to be in a different division under a different leader. Or maybe the best thing that could happen to you is you get a raise. The best thing that could happen to you is that you pay off some credit card debt that's really stressing you out. Best thing that could happen to you is you go out tonight by yourself, you go sit at a bar at your favorite hotel in town, and you hang out with the bartender and like you meet some cool people who are in town at an author conference. Like, I don't know what it is, but asking what's the best thing that could happen to the character in a real tangible way, not in a, the best thing that could happen is that I would win $10 million in the lottery. Yeah, that would be great, but that doesn't help you figure out steps that will make your life better or decisions that you could make that would make it feel better right now. Oftentimes when I'm feeling sort of blah, I will ask, okay, if I could do anything in the world today, what would I do? This is really helpful for me as a mom because some days I'm like, I wish that I could be laying by a pool having champagne on a tropical island. Like, yeah, that would be amazing. I'm like, okay, we can't do that today. We got four kids. We got school drop off. We got the whole thing. But 
you could go outside for 10 minutes. I've done this so many times, you guys. Like go outside for 10 minutes and just sit in the sun. You can get a piece of what it is you're trying to pull into your life. Or maybe I'm like, well, if I could do anything, I would want to be laughing with my girlfriends. Okay, well, I can make plans to go have dinner with my friends. I can do things in my life that will be inspired by the fairy godmother vision of anything can happen. So for you, if you got a decision and you're like, What's the best thing that could happen? Oh, a fairy godmother comes along and all of a sudden I'm in incredible shape. I'm two weeks away from crossing the finish line at my first half marathon. My energy is through the roof. I'm feeling great. I'm happy. Like, okay, if that's the answer, fantastic. Because now there are decisions you can make in your very real life that will get you the result that you are looking for. You can't just sit around upset and complaining that nothing's going your way and it's always hard and always sucks, but like you're not doing anything to make it better. I know there are times, there are circumstances, there are seasons, there are moments where we do not have control over what is happening in our life, but you always have control over your response to it. So if you are trying to figure out a decision to make, what's gonna make this better? What's gonna make this experience better? Play Fairy Godmother. If this is a book of my life, Fairy Godmother comes down, she's like, you get three wishes. What is one thing right now that would make the plot completely shift in a different direction? Sometimes that's about adding things to our life. Sometimes that's about subtracting things or people or experiences that should not be there. To me, being healthy is really grounded in nutrition. Honestly, what I eat and what my kids eat is super important to how we live our lives. It's why I love a company like Thrive Market because Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So when I go online and I use their on-site filters, I can figure out exactly my lifestyle needs and trust that what I'm getting from Thrive Market is what I want to take into my body. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. You can join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash rach for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash rach thrivemarket.com slash rach this episode is brought to you by progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly 750 dollars on average plus auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Once you have an idea, you have a vision, you have a if the plot point was gonna go in a different direction, this is what it looks like for me. Oftentimes the outcome we are looking for has potentially 15 different roads that we can walk down to get to it. And this is what stresses people out. Cause they're like, Rach, there's so many ways that I can get from here to there that I get stuck in not knowing which road is the right road. And so I try nothing. You just stay here going, well, should I try and get healthy by signing up for a half marathon? Should I try and get healthy by getting a gym membership? Should I try and get healthy with a nutritionist? Should I try literally anything? Try anything. Try something. Try everything. Just make a move. I cannot stress this to you guys enough that you have to start moving if you want momentum in any direction. You have to make a decision. You have to do something. Doing something in the direction that you want to head is always the right choice. It is just always the right choice. Even if you head down that path and you're like, oh, actually, I thought that it was going to be Pilates for me, but I really don't like Pilates. That doesn't mean that a healthy lifestyle is not for you. It means that that specific path was not the way that you're going to get where you want to go. We have this like crazy all or nothing mentality that it's got to be this very specific thing or nothing at all. And it is killing so many dreams like they die on the vine because we give up the pursuit just because we took a few steps in a direction and decided it was the wrong direction. The direction can be wrong and the finish line still be right. All right, so we've decided we need to make a decision. We've asked ourselves, plot point, fairy godmother, what's the best thing that could happen right now? We've got an idea of a finish line we'd like to head in the direction of. We're willing to walk down a path and just try it and see what happens. My next piece of advice is to throw yourself all the way in. I feel like this is another area where people really struggle is that they say they're trying something or they say that they want something or they say that they're going to move in a direction, but they really are allowing fear to keep them from really going in. Because, you know, what if people know how bad I want this? What if other people see me trying this and I fail? What if the world is watching and I'm going to keep being the person who tells you guys that nobody cares about what you're doing? They don't. They don't. The only people that care about what you are doing are people who care about you or people who need to get a life. 
of everybody else in the entire world is worrying about themselves. They're not thinking about you. And if they are thinking about what you're doing, if they're watching you try and start a new business, if they're watching you try and write your first book, if they're watching you do those things and they're judging you for it, let's pray for them. Okay, they have some issues that they need to work out with their creator, with their therapist, with their mama. That's on them. Nobody who has ever achieved more than you've achieved is going to judge you for trying something. Ever. Think about it. The people who are mean on the internet, the girls that you went to high school with and you're like worried what they're, if they actually are judging you, 99% of the time, they're not. If they actually are judging you, they're jerks. They're jerks. And why do we care about the perspective of a jerk? You know who's never going to care about a jerk? Your 90-year-old self. Your 90-year-old self is going to be like, I wish I had put on a bikini and danced the hoochie coochie. She's going to wish that she had done something wild and fun and lived her damn life. That's what 90-year-old you is going to wish she had done. She's not going to be like, oh, I'm sure I'm glad that the other moms at PTA didn't think I was weird because I dyed my hair purple. Like, what are we doing? Go all in. You need every ounce of energy and momentum that you can possibly get behind this dream you have. And if you need every ounce of energy and momentum, then by God, you got to give it your all. You got to go all in. What that looks like for me is like immediately. I did this when I moved to Austin. I'm doing it as I'm moving back. I'm all in in my new neighborhood. I'm meeting all my neighbors. I know the names at the baristas at the coffee shop. I know the people, the front desk at the gym. Like, I'm going to the farmer's market. I'm getting involved in my community. I want to be a part of this community. I'm not dipping my toe in the water here. I'm cannonballing. I'm, I'm doing it all. And everything that I want to take on in my life, be it business, this show, the tour this summer, like everything I'm doing, I'm giving it my all. Because then I can go, okay, well, it didn't work. But it wasn't because I didn't go in with my whole freaking heart. If you go in with everything you've got and it still doesn't work, I believe that God's trying to guide you. I believe your rejection is God's protection. I believe that doors slam in our face. I believe that stuff works out when it's supposed to and then it's really obvious when it's not meant to be. And the biggest mistakes I have made in my life are when I try and force something that wasn't supposed to be mine. I have done this a lot in life where I'm like, no, I can make this work. I can do anything. I can achieve anything. I won't take no for an answer. At this place in my life, I don't take no for an answer about the end goal, but I understand that there are all sorts of no's on the path that I'm supposed to listen to. So go all in. And one of the ways that I love to approach an all-in perspective is to give yourself some inspiration, to find other people who have done the thing that you want to do and just geek out. Because honestly, 
I assume that if you're headed in a direction, you're interested in the thing you're trying to do, right? If you're trying to decide whether or not you should move to Milwaukee, then you're interested in Milwaukee. If you're trying to decide whether or not you should go back to school and get your MBA, you're interested in that. I hope that there's nothing in life that you are taking on. Like we should never be pursuing some massive goal, dream, because someone else thinks it's interesting. How many times in our lives do we pursue the career that mom and daddy wanted us to have? That we pursue the conventional choice that we're supposed to reach for. We pursue the things that we think we're supposed to want. That's probably one of the easiest ways to understand if a goal is for you is are you actually excited by it? Are you excited by it? Or do you think you're supposed to be excited by it? Are you excited by it or is your partner excited by it? And by the way, you can absolutely pursue things together in partnership because your husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, partner, whatever, is super interested in the idea, but not if that pursuit is going to require a piece of your energy that you now are not able to give to your own hopes and dreams. A really fantastic example of this that is going to rub some people the wrong way because we don't like to talk about it is I think this happens a lot with having kids. I think that on both sides, that we have parents who want us to have kids. We have partners who want us to have kids. Society wants us to have kids. And we make a choice, especially as women. But this is true if you're a mama, daddy, doesn't matter. You make a choice to have a child. You are giving yourself away for the foreseeable future. Of course, you can still pursue your own hopes and dreams for your life, but not when you have a newborn. Okay, you can, but it doesn't work out well for anybody. I was talking to one of my friends about this the other day that, you know, we go through that time. I'd say from the time you have a baby, two years really, like, especially if it's your first baby, you don't know what you're doing. Your head's like not on straight. You don't know which way is up. To have a child, to choose to bring a baby into this world, you got to want that with everything in you. To make that choice because your partner wants it, or because your mom keeps pressuring you that she wants to have grandkids, or because you think that's the next step, in the game of life, right? You did college, you got married, you got your condo, now it's time for you to have a baby. Y'all, that is some dangerous, that's dangerous. So many of us have done it. I've done it. Girlfriends have done it. Millions and millions and millions of people all over this world have not consciously walked into parenting, understanding how much it will require of us. And I wouldn't take it back for the world. But if you are trying to make a decision about that, if you are trying to make a decision about anything where your partner wants it more than you do, 
it can't be something that is going to require everything of you to accommodate your partner. Does that make sense? Like your partner really wants to move, let's say, your partner really wants to move to a new city because they have this great job opportunity. Well, if you love your job in the city that you're in, to move with your partner is going to require a huge sacrifice from you versus if you have a job where you work from home and it kind of doesn't matter where you do what you do, you moving to a new city with your partner is not that big a deal because frankly, you can do this work from wherever you are. Just be conscious of any decision that's really not something you want. It's something they want, but it's going to require too much from you. The cost to you cannot be so great that you are not able to pursue what you actually want. And most women live their lives this way. Most women will give everything of themselves to accommodate other people's hopes and dreams, not realizing that in going along with someone else's decision, you've given away all of the decision power in your own life. Get yourself some inspiration. Find people who have done the thing that you want to do, whether that's on social, go on YouTube, read books, arm yourself with an example of what this looks like. And I made a note on this because I give you guys this advice a lot to model behavior. When we don't really know what we're doing, when we're trying something new, it's super helpful to model behavior of someone who's done it before you. But I'd like to add one little asterisk here. Be specific in the inspiration. If you want to start your first business, and let's say you're a 45-year-old mother of two, kids are in high school, you feel like this is your time to shine, you've always wanted to start your own salon, this is your moment, you're gonna take it on, Yes, you can get inspiration from some alpha bro, entrepreneur, YouTuber, whatever. You can. Those guys inspire me too. Like there are times and moments where that really pumps me up. But be specific in your inspiration and make sure that there's someone in your arsenal of inspiration who has a similar walk of life to you. Find another mama in your similar age, in a similar environment. So if you're in a small town, you probably want to find someone who's also in a small town. If so, if you're a college grad, you got no money, but you're trying to do your first big thing, you probably want to find someone who was once a college grad, who's got no money, who did their first big thing. Look at people who have a similar walk of life that you do so that you can see how they did it. And also, by the way, be the one who pays that forward. So when you get to the other side of this, when you get to the goal, freaking tell people, yo, hey, me, that was me. You'd be like, I, I'm divorced. I was this, I was this. I was $50,000 in debt. I did, and here's exactly what I did to get to this point. Like, turn around and hold up the lantern for other people on the path. And you don't have to do it in a way that's like, yo, 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 like I did it and I'm rolling around in piles of money on my golden jet. Like, don't be that person. 
be the person who's like, oh, here are four things that really helped me. I mean, my entire career is built around the idea of me going, hey, here's some stuff that helped me do these three things and maybe it'll be helpful for you too. But find some inspiration and make sure the inspiration is specific. All right, really good advice that I did not have when I was younger and I would love to give to you. If you are a bleeder, if you are someone who gets a period, meaning you are someone whose hormones cycle out over an entire month, wait at least a month to make any big decision. Wait a full moon cycle and allow yourself to consider the decision from every single place in your hormone cycle before you decide. Certain times of the month, I am a lot more short-fused. Certain times of the month, I'm more introspective. Certain times of the month, I'm really quick. Like I just wanna make decisions that I want it over with and that's very rarely the right choice. But if you can sit with something for a full hormone cycle, that is really powerful to make sure you've seen it from every angle. Now, if you're trying to decide which kind of workout to do this week, You do not need to wait a month, okay? I'm saying if you're just trying to decide if you should move, if you're trying to decide if you should have a baby, if you're trying to decide if you should get married, if you're trying to decide if you should break up with your partner, if you're trying to do something big, at least a month, sometimes it's longer, but at least a month so that you can see it through every single angle. And don't just say, I'm gonna wait a month. Really be conscious of bringing the contemplation of that thing into the different weeks. Like get out your journal, get out your notebook. Once a week, just sort of unpack, here's what I'm thinking, here's what I believe I should do, here are the pros of this, here are the cons, here's who can help support me, here's where I feel like I might have a blind spot. Like just really think it through from every angle so that when you get to the decision, you've been thoughtful about it. The last thing I wanted to say about decision-making is you have to really consider that every big decision in your life is going to have short-term and long-term effects. Short-term effects that are great, short-term effects that suck, same goes for long-term. So when I was making the decision to move my family back to California, I was making that decision for the long-term benefit of us being here. Short-term, it sucks. It sucks. Short-term, trying to figure out four kids coming out of school in Texas, going to school in California, finding a place to live, selling my house in Texas, like packing up the stuff. How are we moving? Where are we moving? What are we doing? I mean, I showed you guys at the beginning of this, the chaos of my studio right now, trying to figure things out, trying to get stuff done. I had a full on, I cried, I fully cried yesterday. I fully cried because I could not figure out what to eat. That doesn't make any sense at all. There was tons of food here. I'm in LA. I could DoorDash anything. Like it wasn't about the food. It was about, I was feeling so overwhelmed. I have been unpacking for five days straight. 
just unpacking, unpacking, unpacking. Everything's looking good. I'm getting it put away. But I'm also, while I'm unpacking, it's summer. So I'm here with four kids and I'm just cooking. I have so much. They just eat so much, you guys. I'm cooking and unpacking and the dog's scared and like, where are we doing? All of these things. I'm out of my rhythm. I'm out of my routine. I fully broke down crying because I couldn't figure out what to eat for lunch. It had nothing to do with the food. It had nothing to do with lunch. It was just the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm just overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. I've made one billion decisions in the last two weeks and I couldn't make one more. Like I really wish someone had just been like, here, eat this, put this in your mouth. The short-term benefits of being here right now not great. But long term, like if I can fast forward into next month, when we have a rhythm and a routine, when we're back, let's say when school comes back in the fall, and everything's so much closer, and the kids are at great schools, and they have great friends, and we have a community and culture around us and all of these things, like the long term benefits have to outweigh the short-term benefits. In fact, I think this is where people make bad decisions is that they choose short-term gain and don't care about what it does in the long-term, right? We do this when we make bad decisions for our health. We do this when people decide that they're going to be day traders and they're like, oh, I'm going to start day trading the stock market, even though historically the S&P is about, sorry, I don't want to go off on a whole thing, but just as a side note, if you actually want to make money in the stock market, you commit to long-term. That's what you do. You put money in the stock market, you do a index of stocks and you just sit on it forever read any book on finance, look at Warren Buffett. He made five great decisions and he just sat on money forever. Most people will make choices over short-term gain and not care about what long-term looks like. Everything I'm doing for myself, for my family is for long-term gain. When we aim at long-term, when we aim at the vision of the finish line, when we look and we say, man, this is the man that I want to be. This is the woman I want to be. This is the human that I want to be 10 years from now. When we make decisions going, okay, if I was going to be that version of myself 10 years from now, what would I be doing today that would get me there? What would she be doing that I'm not yet doing? When you make those long-term choices, It starts to trickle into the present. But when you make a decision for short-term gain, I have rarely found that I am benefiting from something that was just about short-term gain. All of that to say, it sucks a bit right now. My big life decision doesn't feel great currently. But two weeks from now, It's going to feel fantastic. I'm going to figure it out a little bit at a time. And if I was here for a while and I didn't figure it out and it didn't work and so, well, I'd just make another decision. And if that didn't work, I'd make another decision. And if that didn't work, I'd make another decision. 
Stop being so petrified of getting it wrong. You're gonna get stuff wrong. But nothing you get wrong is going to be the end of the world. It might just be like, oh, okay, well, that was, oh, I should have done that. Or, oh, that didn't, I signed up for this thing and that was terrible and I definitely don't want to flip houses on the weekends. I was just confused about what, but like even in getting a no or even in getting to, oh, this thing isn't for me, that's the thing that tells you, okay, we now know that this wasn't for me, but maybe this is. How do you make a big decision? You just make a freaking decision. That's how. And then you figure it out. And if you look at your personal history, I guarantee that you have so many examples of times in your life where you didn't know what you were doing and you felt like maybe you had made a wrong choice and it turns out you were awesome and you figured it out. It'll be the same with this decision but you have to actually do something. All right, guys, if you are still with me, thank you so much for hanging out. If you are still here, I'm hoping that that means that you got something out of this episode. So would you please consider sharing it with a friend? Think of however you found this podcast in your life and maybe share it in the same way. Uh, Put it on social media, send this episode to a friend you think it would be helpful. But The show will always be free to you guys, never going to be behind a paywall. And the only thing I ask is that you consider putting it out into the world. I will be back soon with more information. As always, you can call into the podcast hotline and leave me a voicemail and ask me a question that you want me to do a show about, 737-400-4626. And uh, yeah, until then, from me and the chaos here in L.A., I love you, and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.